Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got Jesse, we got Rudo, we got AJ. We're talking dev camp, more importantly, development camp scrimmage today. Uh, we will get into some of the prospects we liked, all of that good stuff, have a little bit of fun with it. Before we do get into that, though, the other news of today, Ross Colton filing for arbitration. I, I, no one cares about this, right? This just doesn't matter that much. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Devon Taves did it when he got here. Uh, Elliot Friedman was reporting this morning, uh, 32 thoughts. The abs and, and Ross Colton are not far apart. I would be surprised if this actually gets to arbitration. Uh, yeah, no, I, this this isn't even really like on my radar. Hey, honestly, it might even be a mild upset if, we, if, if arbitration even gets scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like, That's how confident I am that. Like the abs knew what they were getting into when they traded for him. They knew kind of what the parameters were going to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. They spent a bunch of their money on uh free agency day working around a framework there. It's, they knew they had a, they knew that he was going to file for arbitration and that that was had like, all of this was very, predictable um i fully expect that this ends in a multi-year deal that keeps colton in colorado for a handful of seasons between three and four million dollars yeah i so even four i think would be a little bit high but yeah me too they also need to do what they need to do to get some term here um yeah going out and trading for this guy he should be a long-term solution for you in this position he's one year away from free agency. So mm-hmm. you would really like to see the abs buy multiple years of free agency out of this guy here. Mm-hmm. I think four or five years is probably where I would prefer to see it land. Yep. If it's three, I'm not going to throw a fit. Fine. Three has one to be the minimum, right? Yeah. yeah. If it's one or two, I'm pretty disappointed. If it's six, then once again, we are in the boat of what the hell is happening here. Yep. So, I don't think it'll be six, but I didn't think Miles Wood would either. So, <laughs> you never know. Anyway, Dev Camp. Yep. So, there was the Sorry, guys, I was just sending a new thread. I was, I was sending oh a new thread God. post. Don't mind Get me. Out of here. And no Get big deal. Uh, yeah. We Do we all have threads now? No. I think so. You didn't do one? No. AJ, too cool for school. Two quick <sighs> threads. Let the let the people really get upset. They'll, they'll want it more when I finally do make it. <laughs> it's all just a marketing ploy. Yep. I'm the guy who's not going to do it. It's my Supply gorilla and marketing demand. campaign. <laughs> Yo. Can just, just have both of these apps die, and then we can go do it somewhere else. Well, so on Twitter you tweet. Yeah. What's What's the actionable word? Well, on threads, you three. Or you threed? You yeah. threed it? Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to completely derail this from development. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. <laughs> Today's show is going to be like that a little bit. Uh, all right, let's start this off by saying, as always, it is development camp. Yes, this was game situations, but take everything with a grain of salt. This is a very contained environment where... You can't apply everything 
super heavily to the rest of these kids' careers and teams. Except we saw one slap shot. We saw one hit. Yep. No broken was, glass. Like, hey, that's an improvement. I'm just saying it's 4v4. So yep. even though these are game-ish situations, there are still asterisks all, well, all over also, the place. The, the, one of the parts about development camps and things like this that is fun is that you have, you know, in these game situations, you have kids going 150%. Like they are laying it all out there. But that also leads to a lot of pucks ripped around the glass. Uh, a lot of guys over skating. Like you said, I, I remember one like actual contact hit. I saw plenty of kids running out of position to try to hit people. Uh, but yeah, it's just the, these are always weird. Weird things to gauge anything hard off of. Yeah, it's really we always want to have that. It's like during draft season, we tell people their YouTube responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like just understand that what we're talking about here has caveats to it. It's not meaningless, but there's also it's, like it's closer to meaningless than it is to being an incredibly important thing uh and an incredibly valuable evaluation tool. It's I mean it's so. about the quality of of teammates and competition too, right? It's just all over the place. On one side you have Sam Malinsky, who's 24 and has pro experience. Yes. Did he look very good at this camp? I think so. But he's also dunking on undrafted 19-year-old kids. So Yeah, and like guys in the queue that are 22 years old. Right. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Should be expected. Exactly. Yeah, like I turned to Rudo today uh, because Sam Malinsky, I guess this is a place where we can just start, but... Sam Sam Malinsky, every time he was out there, uh, the puck was in the offensive zone. And if it wasn't, he was taking it away from somebody and getting it there. But you are like, look, dude, this dude just played an entire college career. Yeah. Like, this guy is several years older. He's older than Kale McCarr. Like, than, than even some of the other undrafted college guys that he signed with. He's older than some of these guys. So like just as a just as a caveat here, but that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that he looked good. You can only play who you're playing against for sure. The one the one thing that you should walk out of development camp feeling is that Colorado's prospect depth on defense is once again once again the strength of its system. Now it's not going to match what it was when they had Kale McCarr, Connor Timmons. Sam Gerard, Bowen Byram, Justin Barron, and Drew Hellison and Sean Barron's all at the same time, all like under the age of twenty-two. So, like that—that's not what we're talking about here. But between Sam Malinsky, between Gianni Fairbrother, between Mikhail Guliev, uh, you had to, and between Jeremy Hansel, you had to feel like, yeah. There are some guys that are absolutely of interest here. I don't think I talked to a single person this week, whether it be, you know, the the four of us, you know, three of us plus Megan, uh, other media people, uh, Avalanche staff. I don't think I talked to anybody that did not mention Hansel. Hansel? Hansel? You've heard it every different way this week. Uh, I mean, you heard other people talk about, but he was someone that in almost every conversation I had, had his name came up. 
yeah, I, he was the winner of, of dev camp. If you want to call it that for me, I, every single day that dude did things that exceeded my expectations. Uh, his skating was better than I was expecting it to be. His puck management was better than I expected it to be. His agility was better than I expected it to be. His defense was better than I expected. I like, I really think, and, and we can get into this conversation of there just might not be room for this guy in pros this year, but based on this camp, I'm making room for that guy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's Eagles level. I, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a fair conversation because you are already looking at between six and eight guys and, and like, yeah, that doesn't include, uh, I didn't actually look at the, I forgot to look at the list to see, because they always have AHL contracts too. And we know that they had a number of AHL contracts at this camp, guys that are in the organization. Kyle Mayhew's one of them. Um, and so we know like, those are guys that will fill jobs on the Eagles as injuries and call-ups happen throughout the year. That's what that depth, that's what that prospect depth is going to be. Um, and, and the Eagles depth is this year and finding a spot for Hansel is you're looking at it just saying, eh. uh, even so like, here's the list of NHL signed guys in the AHL right now. Sam Alinsky, Gianni Fairbrother, Wyatt Amott, Nathan Clerman, Keaton Middleton, Jack Akon, uh, Corey. I can't say his last name. Jack Ashan. Ashan, my bad. Uh, Corey Shuenemin. Yeah, I don't. I tried my best, and Brad Hunt. So That's they, eight names. They already have eight dudes. Even if Brad Hunt is up in the NHL, they already have seven dudes on NHL contracts down there, and it gets and hard to fit people in. You do have the AHL deals as well that are always in the mix. Just because there's a guy on an AHL deal versus an AHL deal, there's always a mixture on the Eagles of those guys. It's not like the NHL deal guys, you know, we've seen with Ryan Wagner. Yeah. You know, like, and that that guy's been all over the Eagles lineup, the forward lineup the last couple of years. So, you know, that is a, uh, just something to consider is that, Let's see here. On this defense, Michael Underwood and Kyle Mayhew already have AHL deals. Yeah. So, so, so those eight guys. Two more dudes, yeah. But so this is where the numbers game for for Jeremy Hensel is just not great. Is this is this a bit of a shortcoming for the Avalanche as an organization? Hansel being a twenty year old kid, you now don't have room for him to really turn pro unless you want to play him in the ECHL, which I don't think any of us want to see. Yeah. So you're now giving him an overage year back in the WHL. The one thing about the overage here, as much as I'm not about it, is that that Seattle team's going to have a lot of graduations off of it. It's true. So you're going to see him if he's there. He is. He. I mean, he is in a position where you're saying we expect this guy to really control everything in front of him. All situations do every do everything for that Thunderbirds team. Is I'm just trying to think my way through this. Is there a world where the Avs could facilitate something not unlike what Foodie ended up doing in the COVID year, where it's like, hey, maybe we can get this guy to go pro over in Europe somewhere or something like that? I don't know why you'd want that. I mean, you're okay. just getting him. You're getting him further away from you at that point. Like you're getting him into a more competitive league, maybe. Right. But I was going to say that's the reason. Yeah. You're. 
I mean, you're you're. I I don't want him to. With Foodie, it was he has to go play in the SHL or he can't play. I I understand the situations are different, but I I really would like to see him in in professional hockey this year. Is is what I'm getting at. For for me, I think I would just say, hey, even if he maybe sits early, he'll rotate. You, in. Yeah, you know, eventually there will be call ups, there will be injuries, things will happen that'll end up. He'll he'll end up on in the lineup at some point. And for me, I would, I, I mean, I'm always going to prefer a guy that has done everything that he has already accomplished mm-hmm. in juniors. If he was, if he was, uh, you know, if he was going into his age 19 season, like he was last year, Different him going, story there yeah, for him sure. going, yeah, him going back is fine. Um, but the fact that he's AHL eligible right now and he's coming off the run that he is where he was such a dominant player um, for them. Uh, in yep. their in their postseason, it's just like I I don't know I'm. It won't hurt him if he goes back to the WHL and he just roasts a bunch of young young dudes in the dub. You know, it's fine. Like it won't hurt his game. It's just what are you sure. doing to advance him? What are you doing to get him to the next step? Well, so right you now, know, it's Rudo, you made. The... Eh. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. Well, I was just going to say, because, you know, Rudo, you made the comment of, like, we don't want to see him in the ECHL. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I tend to lean. I'd rather see him there than going back and doing what you were just describing, AJ, and playing against kids that, I mean, does it help him at all? Like, at least in the E, he's getting against bigger, heavier, older I, competition. Here's The thing is, yes, it is, it is bigger and older, but the style of play in the ECHL isn't doing anything for you if it's you're very trying to different, make it to yeah. the NHL. Especially because you're talking about a Utah team that plays on your international ice. ice, yeah. So mm. it's not even you're not even getting him into the pro ranks. Like you're not even getting him comfortable at any kind of pro speed in a way that I think is useful. So I, I mean, I don't. I it's it's weird because it's a tough it's, spot. Honestly, I I look at it and I'm like, they would have been fine without. Bringing in Fairbrother and Shunamin. Yeah. Without both of those guys coming over from Montreal, if those had been AHL deals instead. You're like, he's got a spot locked up. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I still think, I still think uh, you make you, you, sorry, I'm, I'm kicking room, somebody yeah. down. I would kick somebody down to, to the ECHL that I'm like, yeah, he's on a deal, but like. Do you so guys what? have like, Mayhew at, at, at the Eagles level? No. Oh, I want to put him there. If he was four inches taller, I'd put him there. He's a really fun puck mover. Yeah, he's fun to watch. It's just every every single thing he does on the ice is like, oh, but he's too small. Yeah. He was fun. I mean, he was really fun in the thing tonight. He's listed at five eight. We were giving him too much credit. If they're listing you at five eight, you really might be five six. Yeah, it's tough. So, yeah, no, I really, I mean, I like Mayhew, but no, I don't have him at that level. But he is one of the AHL contracts where the guy's already got a deal. He's part of your numbers game on that blue line. Mm-hmm. Do want to talk about some more defensemen? But first, we are brought to you by Pins and Aces. You can get over to pinsandaces.com right now. Use the DNVR code to get 15% off your order. They've got all sorts of amazing apparel. 
shirts, hats, pants, cleats, you name it. They've got you covered looking good on the golf course. And they also make you the most popular person on the golf course with the beer sleeve or the liquor stick. They both go right in your bag. You can carry seven beers onto the course with you, hand them out to all your friends. You'd be looking good. Or, you know, you can pour drinks for people with the liquor stick right in your bag, too. So they've got you covered. Either way, check them out. Pinsandaces.com today. Again, a DNBR code gets you 15% off and free shipping. And then we're also brought to you by AG1. I needed my AG1 this week. I tell you what, getting up this early to go to dev camp and in practices. It's a, it's a rough life out there getting up before the sun, which I know plenty of people do, but I don't do that. So we, it was more like getting up with the sun. Yeah, fair enough. I, I can't tell the difference because it's always cloudy here now. Bro, uh, preach. <laughs> either way, whatever the weather. Winnipeg just to get my summer on. Yeah, there you go. Get a little right. sun in. <laughs> The, the 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 sunniest consistent weather I've had this summer was when we were in Seattle for round one of the playoffs. <laughs> go get your AG1 today. You can go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to order yours. Uh, it's a great supplement. It's got 75 different vitamins and minerals in it, a bunch of probiotics, adaptogens, all sorts of other stuff. Tons of athletes use it as part of their daily routine. I know uh, Jesse uses it as his morning routine. Him and Hannah yeah. always being healthy human beings. So it's just good for you. Uh, again, athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today to order yours. And when you do order, you get a free supply, uh, a free year's supply even, of vitamin D gummies to go along with it. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Jesse, did you get a chance to talk to Guyev at all? Can he can he speak to the media at all? Or is the, the language just uh, not there? He, he, he cannot. We spoke to him at the draft through an interpreter. Uh, now I will tell you, there was a couple other Russian speakers in the locker room and despite not speaking English, Guliev may have been the most animated character in that locker room. Like again, just chirping at people, laughing, making jokes. Uh, he's actually in the background of one of the videos I was just cutting together, uh, him and, uh, Ambrosio <laughs> making faces and waving their hands and stuff knowing that we were doing an interview with someone else so no he couldn't speak to the media but that was not stopping him from having an awesome time i think if i was in the reverse if i was in like uh you know if like the media was in talking and i was in the khl and i didn't speak russian i'd act the exact same way i'd be acting a fool in the background of everything it's like say something to me can't understand you yeah exactly like (laughs) You being mean to me right now? I don't know it. Wouldn't know. <laughs> all I know, all, all I know is it sounds like you just said we're best friends. So we're best <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, no, couldn't talk to him, but uh he, he was another one that in, in a lot of my conversations, uh, people were really high on. He's someone that obviously he's got the deal in Russia. He wouldn't be playing, you know, he wouldn't be playing in North America right now, anyways, but I, I I don't know if I would necessarily put him on like a, this could be a call-up candidate if he was eligible and all that stuff, but I mean, he really impressed me this week. Yeah, he looks great. Um, he looks great for an 18-year-old. He's he needs, mm-hmm. He's got absolutely no upper body strength whatsoever, and he can't shoot. So, um, And those two things are directly related. Yeah. Um, so I, I think... I, mean, uh, I don't know if I... I mean, dude, he's, he's pretty stocky. He's pretty cut. Yeah, he might uh, he might look like he belongs, you know, in a in a photo shoot on a thing, 
uh, you know, in a magazine on a beach, hanging out with the (laughs) homies. But no, uh, he can't muscle anybody off the pole. We saw it tonight. He just when he tries to physically engage, doesn't he knows he knows that he's getting it done with a stick, and he's not gonna. He's not, he's not going to move anybody. So, I mean, he, he might be able to bully Kyle Mayhew, but that's about it right now. So, uh, he still has he still has a long uh, – those two years, It uh, honestly, it's kind of perfect for the abs. No yeah, temptation. No, just just let him – just let the just, just let him do his thing in Russia for two years, and then we'll see. Uh, temptation's a good word because, again, really – I mean, I thought he was impressive in, in the sense. I mean, exactly what we knew coming back from the draft. A lot of the stuff that he does well is stuff that the abs like to do well. He skates really well. I thought he moved the puck really well. Uh, I think you know, his the, skating and passing, at least on the breakout, could play in the NHL today. It's just the rest of it that he has to put together. Totally. And that's where you do have to remember 18-year-old kid. And, and I agree with you, AJ. I think someone was asking me, you know, oh, two years. Is that bad? And I was like, no, for for him, the situation he's in, the way this where this team is at, it's perfect. Yeah, it's fine. It, I, honestly, it, it sets up in a couple years. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with with Barons or a Malinsky with a couple of the guys in yeah. front of him. But there's a very good chance in two years he's going to be NHL ready, and there will be at least one spot open on this defense. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the chances that they get legit like set and forget NHLers out of Sean Barron's and Sam Malinsky it just isn't very pretty low pretty low for sure uh obviously hard, one of, just hard to do one of the well, disappointments of this camp is Barron's did not skate uh yeah. alongside foodie Bocage and uh Callum Ritchie Callum, so yeah. there's still some question marks out there on, on some of these prospects and exactly how they will look against their peers uh, but continuing through this this defense, AJ, I, I thought there were a lot of positives to take from this for Gianni Fairbrother, the defenseman the Avs acquired in the New Hook trade. It, realistically, what can you project this guy as this year? Does he have a shot to get into the NHL games? Uh, I right now, I certainly after the injury issues of last year, I'm not going to say no, but. I would say right now he's got he's got a long way to go because even though he's entering the final year of his ELC, he only has 22 pro games played under his belt. Yeah, uh, because he he didn't play very many his first year, and then obviously he missed all of last season with that bad knee injury. So that that guy just needs to play more than anything else. I think in this scrimmage we saw we saw a little bit of what you would. Some hard nosed defense, yeah. yeah, like like a little bit of what you can get excited about. Um, For you sure. know, he uh, had the biggest physical encounter of the night uh, <laughs> in the in the corner on Guliev, and you know we we saw a lot of good. He's, he's really talkative out there. That guy. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd ever want to be a partner or a D partner with a guy that was that would that would talk to me that much. At some point, I'd be like, "Shut up!" Like, just he's, play, con- he's constantly directing traffic, and I'm like, "Dude, do you like? Do you want to coach? Like, there's a bench you can go stand on. You can yell at everybody all game long." Um, but no, I I like I I like what we saw out of him. I don't know that I would 
we still have to. I, I want to. I would want to see him in training camp and preseason games. Of course. I, I, I mean, he would have to do a lot to try and climb over the Keaton Middleton, Brad Hunt. Sure. Um, I think those two guys are probably pretty well entrenched as your top, top. Yeah. Yeah. As your top call up guys for right now off that defense. Um, so I, he just needs to play, but I'm encouraged by everything I saw. All right. A player that I felt like really none of us knew much about when the deal yeah. went through, like what he showed this week. It's like for a guy I didn't even know existed 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Well, th- yeah. I mean, the, the path was, okay, this is a guy that exists. Oh, he had a blown out knee all of last year. Day one of Dev Camp, you're like, hey, he's skating. That's got to be a good sign, right? By the end of this Dev Camp scrimmage, you're like, you know what? There's there's some quality defense here. There are things you can yeah. work with. He doesn't have great size. Um, he's probably a little smaller than I would like, given the game that he's going to have to play to be successful. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of offensive skill there. But we did see him get involved offensively. Um, he's fine. He's fine. Like I'm, um, we'll we'll see what he has to offer. But I still think that, uh, you know, in terms of in terms of proximity to the NHL, he's got a lot of guys in front of him. Got a long long way to go there. No doubt, and and and, and I think that's the reality for most of the guys here. If you're realistically looking at it. Is Malinsky the only one that's really somewhat close to the NHL? I had someone ask me this question today. Of all these guys out here, who do we think we could see a call-up? And he was really the only one that I thought uh, was in that territory. Yeah, with with Foodie not on the ice especially. Sure, right. Uh, Yeah, looking at the list, definitely. Certainly off the defense. He's the only guy that I have any kind of inclination um, yeah. to say, even out of even out of training camp, as a player of someone who has a shot, NHL interest. Yeah, at least this year, and that Obviously long pass, but and that gets harder if they do add another guy. For sure, definitely does. So, which would also make the numbers game harder for Jeremy it Hansel. Goes all the way down, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, that's most of the, the defense. Any thoughts on, on Chris Romain, AJ? Um, I mean, he, uh, he played. There's yep. a smoothness. There's a smoothness about his game. He doesn't ever look like he's under panic, uh, uh, under duress really. Um, but he's also not, He's he's that guy that I think he reads the ice well enough to get into situations to be successful, and then when he's in those situations, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, where it just looks like he's makes the right read, but doesn't well, make the decision he needs to make. Yeah, it's kind of like running a relay race, and then when he gets the baton, he's like, "Okay, I got it." Now yeah, what? thanks for the baton. <laughs> There's not like a he doesn't take off and go you know he yeah. doesn't run his leg, um, so he it's it's kind of interesting. He was all over the place tonight though, like he, he was had some cuts in the middle and yeah. So I I, I mean uh, we'll see what his college career does. He's a long way off, and of he's not near he's not anywhere near the skater that I had hoped. Was, yeah, was hoping he would be, just given what we had read about him oh. after the after he was drafted last year. Um, 
and apparently I just don't remember last year's death camp. <laughs> but it feels like eight years ago. So. Yeah, but I, 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 I was a little let down by his skating, but the overall everything that we saw on the ice tonight during the scrimmage, I was like, okay, we'll see what we'll see what his college career brings. That's a guy that you have a five year timeline with, so you're kind of just like, so it's all good. I'm not in a hurry there. You know, with a ghoulie, you have, you're like, you really want to see something in the next year or two uh, where it's like, we got to, we got to, we're excited about this guy. We've got a spot for him, you know. The same the same thing true Sam Malinsky. He's already 24. He's turning 25 years old. His five-year runway is over. Like, he needs to do it now. So, a little bit different there. Okay. Uh, do you guys know what Colorado's biggest export is? Weed? No. It used to be mm. sunshine. <laughs> yeah, used to be. That's right, AJ. <laughs> and now it's whining about sunshine. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, th- the actual answer is animal meats, apparently. But do you know what Colorado's best export is? I guessed weed a second ago, and that was wrong. I'm, I'm mostly trying to guess which read this is. It's Palisade Peaches. That's oh, I feel like I should have. I feel like I should have gotten that one. Uh, I feel like okay. I that one. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm with you. Delicious, delicious peaches. Everyone loves them here. And Brett Brew decided, you know what? Let's do something reasonable and put them in a beer. So now you can have a delicious beer that tastes like Palisade peaches. I've got to get a. I've got to get some for the uh, for the in laws before yeah, I go there to you Canada. Go. There you go. Drag a whole bunch of beer up to Canada again because. You know, you can get it here in the 50 United States, but Breck Brew not quite in, in Canada yet. So if you are here in the States, go find it. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it at a liquor store near you. Palisade Peach Beer is perfect for summer, nice and light. I guarantee you they have a flavor for you. Dozens of flavors available from Breckenridge Brewery. Also brought to you by the uh, the two number. You can call 222 two I did it backwards, but we had we got all seven twos in there, so it counts the same. Uh, to get a hold of Bacchus and Shanker today, if you've been in a car accident, maybe it was a rideshare situation, or you were on a scooter, if you were injured at work and it's not your fault, Bacchus and Shanker can get you what you deserve. They just want to make sure that you know you're getting what you need. You can go again that two number or go to coloradolot.net to set up a free consultation today. If they think you have a case, they will take it on for completely free. You pay nothing until you win your case, which Bacchus and Shanker does very, very often. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the 25 years they've been doing this. So they're very good at it. Go check them out today if you need help getting what you deserve. Again, 222-2222 or coloradolaw.net. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast here. Getting into the forwards. Uh, there are three main ones here to talk about as far as Avs drafted prospects, that being Colby Ambrosio, Taylor McCarr, and Matt Steinberg. Who's the, the winner? Funniest, the funniest part of this is that Matt Steinberg scores a goal in this game. Move your mic back so we can hear you. The funniest part of this is that Matt Steinberg scores a goal in this game. He sure does. And looks like the third best of these three by a long shot. Yeah. Yep. It's funny how that works. Yeah, I mean, I 
I was really disappointed Ambrosio until the last ten minutes when he turned it up a little bit. When for sure. yeah. his competitiveness <laughs> kicked up a ton, <laughs> like a ton. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's winning four check battles. Yeah, and, and, and then... all of a sudden, he's like eating Mikhail Guliev up on the four check, taking pucks from him, centering centering it to teammates, and watching them do nothing. <laughs> um. Watching, you know, giving giving multiple pucks to Kyle Mayhew for him to that he fumbles away, re- redistribute at his uh, leisure, <laughs> um, mostly giving it to Andre Pavel, who could not do anything in the offensive zone, yeah, whatsoever with the puck. Uh, if you're trying to get that guy to make the team out of camp, I I compared no. him to Anton Bleed, where. The skating is fine. The size is fine. He, there's a heaviness to his game. He was good on the forecheck. You liked a lot of the little details in his game. But anytime he got the puck, only bad things happened exclusively. So um, with with Ambrosio, though, he was the one that I thought I loved that when it, it dawned on him that he was about to lose the game, he was like, okay, we're going to turn this up several notches. And just started driving the heck out of play. Yeah, yeah, and really was just he was all over the place. Uh, I wish, I wish he could have actually got a shot off a little more. I agree. Um, he was a little, he was a little too comfortable involving the guys around him who didn't seem nearly as interested in trying to get on uh, to break that shutout as he was. But really, this was Taylor McCarr's show, man. I mean, ultimately, I'd, like winner of the entire Dev Camp, probably. <laughs> Yeah, walking walking out of here, big time, like, having Taylor McCarr as an NHL prospect conversation and not just a feel-good story anymore. Yeah, agree. It's it's a little bit of everything, too. Like, I still think there are probably some question marks around the skill level there. But you well, saw him come in and just – he has the hardworking, this is how you get to the NHL mindset. So it's uh, obvious. That, that, that's my thing because, again, like, we've – mentioned several times now it's really hard to take too much from these settings right yeah and and and, you know how do these guys stack up how how ahead are they actually this that and the other for me what was so encouraging maybe is the right word for about taylor mccarr is how far we've seen him come yeah like regardless of how he looks against everyone else i mean he looks like almost a completely different player than he did the first time we got uh you know a, a real glimpse at him that is freshman year at umass things like that that's the part to me that is so encouraging is okay, cool. Take all this stuff with a grain of salt. That kid's getting better, noticeably better by a lot. And yeah, you're maybe not going to get that exact kind of jump every two years, but if he continues to get better in the way that he is, I mean, you are talking about probably a pro hockey player. And to your point, AJ, that's an NHL prospect, like, or it's working in that direction at least. Yeah. I mean, right now, the, the guy that we saw on the ice tonight wouldn't be in the NHL. Mm-hmm. But you see where that arrow is pointing up, and you see you give him two more years of college hockey, two more years to work on his skating, two more years to work on the skill level in the hands, uh, and to continue to get bigger because I can't stress enough that if it's going to happen. He's a solid dude. If it's going to happen, it's going to be because he figured out how to be a full-blown power forward yeah and he didn't score uh in this game but he hits a post he draws a penalty on a partial breakaway that that is a penalty shot 
um, that he does not then subsequently score on uh, as he he put it over the net uh, and then missed in the shootout. He also had a, a breakaway that he he broke away from a pack on and he put the puck wide, but yeah. it was nice speed to get out of a, a to separate himself from two defenders and like was in the offensive zone an awful lot driving a lot of the uh, a lot of the reason that they were there and staying there, especially when he was out there with Molinsky. Those two, it was like, all right. Like you're yeah. now, you're now talking about arguably your two most, um, your 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 two best players in uh that was that was on wearing white, white in this game, sure. um, were on the ice together and it was working, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is great, this is exactly what you wanted to see. These guys have found a little bit of chemistry. This is this is going well. You're all over this. Uh, I I mean did. I think I think because it's just natural how this works, the Taylor McCarr hype train will now get out of control. Yeah, it always over the, goes that over way. the next few months. People will start being like, "Oh, do you think he'll sign at the end of this year? Do you think he can join the Avs in their playoff run?" Like, Look, well, I was going to say, now watch. Try. Now, if he goes and has a big year at UMass, that's just going to add. <laughs> right, and if he does, like, don't be surprised if he goes from being like a bottom six guy to a. Uh, a middle six or a top uh, one of their top handful of forwards um like like that's the expectation now he had the kind of performance at dev camp that raises the expectations of all right now i want to see what's next at the college level from him all right you're you're already, you're trending in this direction you look great at this camp you just had a great week you're doing all the right things you are trending towards a, a pro contract right now but it has. He has to go out and have, he has to perform at UMass. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. has to go have a good year for for UMass. And for the first time in his career, we're actually going to be keeping a little bit of an eye on it and saying, "All right, how is it going?" And not just like, "Well, he's on their list." Uh, for what it's worth, Colorado is currently at forty of a potential fifty contracts. So if there is anyone they want to sign, as far as contracts are concerned, they have plenty of room to do so. Yeah. Is anyone really in that conversation right now? Probably not. But I do think you might be looking at the end of the year. Is someone like an Ambrosio? We kind of already had the Hansel conversation. If you do send him back, you're probably wanting to sign him at the end of the year. Uh, obviously, there's Kovalenko, which we've talked about before. A bit of a different story there, but someone you're very likely looking to try and sign, not even at the end of the year, in March. Yeah. Uh, so how how does this all fit together for the Fs? Should their target for a lot of these kids be we'll see what we have in two years and hopefully they can be cheap options for us. Or is there a more accelerated plan for any of them? I mean, Malinsky. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Like Malinsky's the one guy you walk out of this camp saying this guy could play NHL minutes for you. For me, he's the only one uh, right now. I I would be willing to see what happens over the course of the next year. I mean, had. Had they been healthy to appear, uh, obviously Foodie and Barons would have been guys. Had he been here, Oscar Olausen would have been one where you're like, eh, you know, yeah, fair enough. Like to see a little something there, but 
the rest of these guys, no, I don't think so, man. I'm, I really think these are, there isn't anybody that's really knocking on the door. You know, I want to see how Fairbrother does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I want to, uh, yeah, I want to see, I want to see how he does in his, in a, his, a lot in of Eagles waiting and seeing still. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair I just don't, I just don't think there's that the NHL impact just isn't there and there's nothing at the goaltending position. Yeah, I I don't I don't see an NHLer in the three goaltenders that they brought to this development camp. But I'll see an AHLer right now. Fair enough. I know that there are some I got a couple of messages from people asking about Jagalov. Um and how how I thought he was and I would reiterate once again, I'm not a goalie person. Um I thought Jagalov was awful. I just didn't think he See, was any good. I, I, you and I, because we talked about this the other day, you and I disagreed on this. I, I, I agreed for sure. Rudo, you made a mention that he's super green, yeah. like he's really raw. Yeah. And and I I like I liked his athleticism. I liked how he moved. I, I liked his tools, but I will hundred percent agree that dude's got a, he, he's got a long way to go. But I, I liked the baseline set of tools. Um, but he's very, very, very raw. Well, you know, yeah. if you're tired of raw dogging the sun, make sure you get shady rays. Mean the sun raw dogging you. I was going to say, yeah, that was, that it, was it's the same difference. Left. Like you're, it would be your raw eyes looking into the sun. All right. The sun's not looking into you. Uh, or is it? The sun is always looking into you. <laughs> not when it's night. It doesn't protect itself from us. We protect ourselves from it. Well, that's why you need Shady Rays for that protection. All right? So true. Go get your Shady Rays today at ShadyRays.com. Use the DNVR code when you order. Get two pairs of sunglasses or more, and you get uh, 50% off your entire order. It's basically buy a pair, get one free. They have tons of different kinds of sunglasses. In fact, we just got our pairs in. They're waiting at the bar for us that we got to go pick up. I'm actually yeah. disappointed because mine I got entirely for our draft night stick. Yeah, they came a little late for you. Yeah. How, and so I'm how like, long were right. you guys planning that? A while. Yeah, for <laughs> Yeah, that was not something that we came up with on like the day before. No. <laughs> we had that conversation what six weeks earlier? Something That's like that. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> we we were ready to go on that one. Uh, we couldn't have done it without Shady Rays. So go check them out today, shadyrays.com. If you're local. There is a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Use the DNVR code. Uh, also brought to you by Illegal Pete's. I think I, we all might want a little bit more of the sun lately here in Colorado. Uh, when it does come out, you can go enjoy it on Illegal Pete's patio. They have the longest happy hour around from 3 to 8 p.m. Of course, they have delicious burritos. You can get hang out for lunch or dinner, whatever you're feeling. There's a location just by the DNVR bar, so it's a great place to pregame coming down to the bar. Uh, their margaritas are delicious. Can't say enough good stuff about Illegal Pete's. Uh, 11 different locations here in Colorado to get your delicious burritos on. All right. So we can start wrapping up this dev camp conversation. Does this have you excited for the rookie tournament? Will it be fun to see a lot of these kids play real competition hockey games? 
I think the answer is absolutely yes, because you're going to probably swap out Guliyev's availability for Cal Ritchie's. That's and true. if there's if there's a guy that we really, really, really want to get some it's eyes Cal on, it's going to be it's going to yeah. be Callum Ritchie. So I'm definitely I'm I would say that I am reinvigorated in my enthusiasm for the general process of it. Uh, and I would also think that a guy like Oscar Olauson would probably be involved in that. Yeah. Whereas he may not come to dev camp, but that guy should a thousand percent be going to a rookie tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and this is where it gets interesting because AJ, I think you kind of alluded to it off the top of the show coming into this off season. We were like, the abs cupboards could be totally empty. Like there really could be very little left in this prospect pool. Yeah. And after this dev camp, there might still be a ways off in a lot of cases, but there's at least something to look at there. Yeah, definitely. Once again, it sucks that the guys that you would some of the guys that kind of make up make up kind of the meat of your system here. Um, You know, you would love to see a Sean Barons and a Taylor McCarr and a Colby Ambrosio, and I don't I don't know if he's dead or what the deal is, but uh, is Bulyalski even still around? Is he in the organization? (laughs) He's not even like on cap friend or not cap friendly on elite prospects. They don't even have him at Vermont for this next season yet. So I really have no idea. Great use of a third rounder. Uh, yeah. So like those are, those are guys that you would love to see in a rookie tournament that you won't get to see until they turn pro. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of the bummer there is that the abs have always been so heavily invested in that part of their system. And the guy that they just drafted, Jadlika, I don't know. I'm not even going to fuck with it. Where is he? You know, is he gonna is he gonna come over for training? I hope he comes over for training camp. I can understand him not being here for Dev Camp on short notice, getting from Slovakia, but I would hope that that guy is at a rookie tournament and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I want to see as many of those dudes at the rookie tournament as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough with uh, these long ranging timelines because the reality is nine out of 10 of these kids probably aren't going to make it. Yeah. And because they're in Colorado system, it's almost like 11 out of 10 kids. <laughs> won't make it. Not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, any shout outs to any of the, uh, the invitees, AJ, I know you had a couple you liked. Yeah. I mean, I, I really liked Matthew Miller um, as the game, like as the game went on, mm-hmm. um, that might've been it at the end of the day. He might have been the only one that actually like I I, I thought Owen uh, oh, I thought Owen Alaire yeah, was actually pretty interesting. I, I thought I, I thought he showed as the a whole nice, of the entire dev camp. Nice combination of size skill, uh speeds and speed and smarts. All those yep. things kind of at different uh, at, you know, the, the the son of the skills coach I think showed well. It did not feel like a it didn't feel purely like they did they did him a solid there yeah yeah for sure they definitely did him a solid i think he rewarded that jesse which one of them was the best interview that you got out of the whole thing out of the whole week yeah um malinsky was really good really you know really well thought out but i was telling you guys before and it actually just went up on the dnvr avalanche twitter uh we talked we did talk to ivan jigalov today he had a fight he got stuck in dubai for like a day, his flight got canceled. He didn't know if he was going to get out here on time. 
yes, he had a little fun story. And I mean, honestly, like his interview was the, the stuff that really makes this job fun. I mean, literally smiling ear to ear the entire time where I eventually just, I was like, did you like, we can't get this smile off your face. Like, is this week just been like amazing for you? And he went on to talk about all that. And he was telling us about Dubai and he was like, but I didn't even care. Cause I knew I was going to be here and I was just so excited. So that was probably the most fun, but uh, no, I really like talking to Malinsky. He really seems like he's um, dialed in, you know, like he's got, he understands what he needs to do. He understands what's expected of him. Um, you know, he told us on Monday that, uh, you know, he got his kind of marching orders from the abs in terms of what they wanted him to do this summer, be better at. Um, so in addition to everything we've talked about, he's, he's got a lot of maturity to him. Uh, and I'm anxious to see what, what he shows out with at that actual camp. You turn a 25, you have to, you yeah, have no to, no yeah. kidding. But, it, but, but, but it is also one of those things where as much as it is expected, I will give him credits. It's like, you have to be that way. And he is. Yep. Great to see it. I mean, right. It's a prerequisite check. Like it's there. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, We're going to wrap up our show for the evening. We will be back tomorrow, probably picking the bones of free agency and seeing what options the ads have. Maybe talking a little bit more Ross Colton comparables. Who knows? Uh, AJ just wants to talk about how empty netters you should count as goals. They should count for two. Uh, <laughs> it's not entirely the conversation that we had. Not okay? even like close to the conversation, really. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us, keeping your eyes peeled. Uh, of course, we do have other Deb Camp content here on YouTube and on the DNBR.com. So go check that out. We also should have a video of a bunch of interviews coming up from the uh, NHL awards. So keep an eye out on YouTube for that. We appreciate you all, and we will talk to you on the next one.